The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended and turn this off immediately if you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture then stick around this is the armed citizen podcast I don't know if you guys could hear me or not. Was I muted the whole time? Well, let's start over. What's going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast. My name is Trey. I'll be your host on this crazy ride that we're going to call the Armed Citizen Podcast tonight. Little technical difficulties there. Not sure really what happened with the audio, but hopefully it's back on. Let me know out there if it's back on. If you are out there in the live chat, please say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you want to call or text into the show, uh, please utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates at Aegis Gun Care. That phone number is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anybody, especially if you're a veteran, though, and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness, and you're wanting, searching for the light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I can't give you any medical advice, but I could be a pretty decent ear to listen to. If you are looking for someone that can get you towards medical advice, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. We have a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are willing and able to help you in any way. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. We are spotlighting, as always, United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title, United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we are also a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all your favorite pro-gun, pro-2A podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. So let me add these fools to this fiasco not sure really what happened, but uh, hopefully our audio is back out there. Buck, let me know that I'm good. So really, I'm not really sure. It might have been a StreamYard thing. Uh, it just happened when CloverTech joined the first time. So I'm thinking that he brought the bad juju, and I think it ended 
when he left. So uh, we're going to go with that. But our first guest tonight is our good buddy from EAA. Um, he's probably going to be talking a little about EAA tonight, but he's joining us as a friend, not in an official capacity. And he's got a pretty sweet Miami Vice regard as his avatar, all the way from Flo Rida. What's up, Chase? How you doing, bro? What's up, man? Everything's working now. That was I, I don't know. I have no idea. I think I'm just going to blame it on Clover. That is really, I think, with the best way to go with this, don't you think? Probably, probably so. I mean, I was everything was good, and then it just totally died on me. Like everything died. It died when Clover showed up. I'm telling you. Like it, I saw his really avatar, weird. and then all my stuff just totally disconnected. He has that effect on people and on live streams, apparently. So, yeah. yeah. But we're, we're going to give him a chance to uh, redeem himself and to come to his own defense, if you will, from the great state of Texas, the tactical virus. I mean, Leprechaun himself. What's up, Clove? Ain't no defense. I'll just plead guilty. I don't care. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't happen very often. In, in well, it helps, just... my, it helps my street cred. So now you know if you mess with me what I can do. Okay, so in order to help street cred, you actually have to possess street cred. So are you saying that this might give you oh, street well, yeah, cred? Oh, yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah. That could okay, be. All, right, all right. Well, it all works out the sure. same. Yeah. It all works out the same. He's got uh, Everyone knows. Well, tis what tis. So um, we all know that Clover likes to be uh, King Fud, but we have decided that he will no longer be referenced to as King Fudd. From this day forward, Chase and I both agree that he is now Super Fudd. So I'm sure there will be a patch, sticker, uh, T-shirt coming down the line. Super Fudd is in the house. So Super Fudd. There's already a patch. Do you, do you have not? You have a patch that has that? But you don't have Super Fud. So, speaking of Super Fud, do you have a shotgun of the week for us? Is that kind of like super bad? You, hey, whatever gets you through the night, my man. That kind of be cool. You remember the the font and all they used for that movie? Where they did it? And instead of Not it saying super, of head. instead of it saying super bad, it says Super Fud. That could be cool. Um, could, hey. Shotgun, you know, we're talking about like OG stuff and classics and things, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I think OG and I think shotgun, I gotta go with a blunderbuss, right? Oh, interesting. Is is a blunderbuss technically is it considered a shotgun or is it? It was around before shotguns, wasn't it? I mean, it was a precursor to shotguns. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it was. It is literally probably the OG shotgun. I guess you could it fired say. shot. It was smooth bore. Yeah. What about a hand cannon? I mean, that was like in the twelve hundreds or thirteen hundreds, wasn't it? That's true, but a hand cannon wasn't didn't really have a stock and a and That's a uh, okay. firing mechanism and all of that kind okay. of stuff. So not really. It wasn't really a firearm or a or gun necessarily. Yeah, I mean, a blunderbuss is okay. a black powder firearm so it would be the og shotgun i'll give you that one yeah yeah interesting well done sir well done 
Well done. Let's say hi to everybody out there. You got 223 out there. Bucks out there. P&W Woods. He started off early. He said, best gun ever pistol. Smith & Wesson Model 10, 1899 to present. We'll get into that. Uh, let's see here. Ozzy's out there. He said, bark at the moon. YT Ben Abraham says... 1911 or a Glock 17. I would agree with both of those are great. They're iconic firearms ever. Um, best ever. We'll, let, we'll, we'll talk about that. But I would say that both of those, and regardless of what people want to say about Glock, the Glock 17 was quite literally a game changer in the firearm business because... We're talking about someone down here that I don't necessarily necessarily disagree. Kinnick is the new Glock. Well, everyone knows that the vast majority of my handguns are polymer frame striker fired pistols, mostly in nine millimeter. Wonder where all those came from. Oh, wait, the Glock 17. That's right. So uh, as much as people want to hate on Glock, the Glock 17 was quite literally a... There are very few firearms, and Clover and Chase jump in here, and we're going to get in this discussion here in a minute, but there are very few, very few firearms created in the last several hundred years that are could truly be said are game-changing, right? Truly game-changing. Who would have thunk of a polymer frame, striker-fired 9 millimeter before 1988? I'm sure there are people that thought it, but no one really did it, you know. So, cough, cough, cough. 70, 70. cough, cough. Okay, there you go. One on sixty-six. Okay, two. Not, not a hand, not a handgun, but yeah. I mean, HK paved the way for what the Glock became. Glock just perfected it. And I Glock made they, it. Glock took it to a point to where it was acceptable. Were and the, that's what's game-changing. Were the Whitney Wolverines, the originals, were they, Polly? I can't remember. It's a good question. I don't remember. I don't know. I know the uh, redesign, the bringbacks, the remakes, or whatever they call them. I think they were. But I can't remember if the originals were. P&W says, Long Gun, the Mossy 505-90 series. How do I put this? Very popular. Popular. But is popular make them the best or the greatest or iconic? I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, we all know the 500 and 590 series are amongst the most popular guns ever sold, regardless think, of platform. But are they, are they they great or are they iconic? You know what I'm saying? I think in order to go yeah, down that road, a Ruger ten twenty two might be the most iconic ever. If you talk about, you know, yeah. what people have done with them over time, and maybe they, maybe the, maybe a ten twenty two deserves to be on that list. I don't know. What do you think? Go ahead, Clover. Sorry. I think you've got to go. I think you've got to look at it from. Is there legend around it? Um, what type of impact did it have not only on the industry but maybe with society? 
Absolutely. Um, the legend in the lore, though, is a big is a big thing. Yeah. Uh, to me, yep. I mean, you know, it won two world wars, right? I mean, come on, right? It's like, and you can't argue with that. But I mean, at the same time, if you're going to apply that to the 1911, if you're going to talk start talking smack about other stuff, you better be able to apply that a legend and apply. It won two world wars. It was so, this. It was this. It created this whole genre. Yeah, and, absolutely. And so for all you AR-10 guys, let me throw this out there. FNFAL, the right arm of the free world. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Um, if you apply that, it's got to be an icon. An icon. And this is where I'm talking about. Let's say, let's go back to the Glock 17 for a second. Uh, take away what it did for the industry of whether it was it was iconic and, and, and first through the door or third through the door or whatever, did it change the perception of what people can do on a mass production of certain types of guns? Sure. Let's take that away. You go and ask any anti-gunnist, anyone that has never not only owned a firearm, never shot a firearm of any kind, and you ask them to name two guns, what are they going to name? You're going to name an AR-15 and a Glock. They don't have a clue what a damn Glock is. They're going to know Glock, and they're going to know AR-15. So, once again, I'm not know, trying to... I'll throw AK-47 in there, too. I bet they would know I wouldn't. AR-15. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would say that the average 40-year-old person in America that has never even been around a firearm or know anyone that has a firearm they know what they know the brand Glock and they know what an AR-15 is. I would suspect that most of them don't really they probably heard what an AK-47 is, but if you had them pick one out in a in a picture and say and give them a piece of a handgun, a shotgun, an AK, they probably wouldn't know. I mean, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't I know. Think, I, I mean, I think that in, in America, was, worldwide, yes. Worldwide, probably. Yes. Yeah, worldwide, I think there's a lot of that. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, let's see here. Randy out there says evening from Tennessee. Welcome Tennessee, my neighbor to the east. Uh, Tactical Fud Buck says Canic for the win. Um, <laughs> Smeggy, the Tactical Snowman out there says this will be a short chat. CZ seventy five SPO one Tactical easy. There are a lot of CZ seventy five fans out there. I'm sure they're going to say that that's the best gun ever. Solid, solid platform. That. And I, I, do not, I a, do not deny that. Absolutely. The basis, the basis of a ton of copycats. Sure. Uh, Ilnoni Taka says, hello, gentlemen. Um, Randy says, evening, Chase. I have a Tankfolio Witness P10 millimeter. It's a shooter. So he's talking to you. Those are fantastic guns. Wes is out there. Speaking of CZ design, (laughs) I have one. Yeah, I know. As soon as they said CZ, I was like, hmm, sounds familiar. (laughs) Smeggy said, I'd be scared of Clover on the street. He'd probably smack you with an over-under $5,000 shotgun. He'll probably smack you with an over-under shotgun, but it'll probably not be a $5,000 because, well, it might be worth that, but he he ain't going to buy it for five grand. That's just how I roll. Yeah, you're gonna be all pimped out, 
what was that we were talking about last week? The the steel saw, the steel uh, shotgun. Yeah. 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 Uh, Big Al says, coach side-by-side double barrel. Okay, so this goes into one of the arguments we'll have. Best versus iconic. A coach side-by-side. Iconic for the time period for what it was used for historically. Yeah. Coach side-by-side dual barrels got to be an iconic shotgun. Doesn't, I mean, what, what it was literally used as a yeah. stagecoach. That was, you know? that was basically the security guard arm of the day. hundred percent. That's why they call it shotgun. You're riding shotgun. Yep. The shotgun set right next to the driver of the stagecoach and was there to, take care of anyone to try to come and steal the safe or Wells Fargo, whoever was doing that. Um, let's see here. Two, two, three says ghost. You need to make a patch of your logo. And I still believe you need to put your logo flag on the sleeves of your shirts. I've got patches. I've had them patches for five years. Um, they're on the website. As a matter of fact, let me know. Uh, let's see here. And my logo on your T-shirts, that's great. And I think that's a great idea to put them on sleeves of the T-shirt. Here's the problem with that. The T-shirt company that I utilize, because I don't want to order a shit ton of T-shirts and and store them here. And every time someone buys one, I have to go box it up, ship it up, and all of that. I run a third-party source that does it there. So I never have to actually physically handle them. I put the designs up. People go and buy whatever size, whatever color, whatever they want. And it's shipped directly to them. Here's the thing that costs. So I only make a dollar off of every shirt purchase. I want you to buy all the shirts. I'm not doing it to make money. I just want the shirts to be out there. That said, the more logos and real estate you take up on a shirt, the price of that shirt. And I don't want you guys to have to go and buy a $35 t-shirt. I am not journey on a tour that they can charge a $35 for a, a t-shirt. I'm just a dude from Arkansas and I'd rather you buy a $22 t-shirt than a $30 t-shirt. And that's simply be from taking a logo off. That's just me. Now on some shirts, you're able to design over there on Spreadshirt. You can design and put whatever logo on the sleeves that you want. If that's what you want, by all means, they're going to charge you for it. But you're more than welcome to do that. I just don't do it off the initial design because I'd rather you not have to spend $30 for a T-shirt when you could spend $22. And I make a dollar off of that. So um, it is what it is. But, yeah, no, I agree. I I think it would look cool on the sleeve. But I just – I'd rather not have to sit there and trying to get people to buy a $30 T-shirt. It is what it is. Uh, Let's see here. Rod's out there. What's going on, Rod? Uh Big Al says the Navy loved Glock in case they lost an anchor. The Glock was a great option. Um, yeah, sure. Big Al, he also says the Mosin Nagant was a game changer. That, I believe, will probably come up. Um, I, I would I would be interested to hear everybody's thoughts on where the Nagant stands in the hierarchy of, of firearms. Uh not just in the last century, century and a half, but from the beginning, I would imagine that the Nagant, I don't know if it would make a Mount Rushmore, but I think it's going to be up there. I think that that was something that uh, anyone that 
um, we'll start listing that. That's probably on a lot of people's at least top 10 list. So we'll say 223 says the Volks pistol. The hell's the Volks pistol? Anybody help me? Help me out on that one. VP 70. Okay. All right. Why well, they called it? Is that the, is that like his slang thing? Yeah. VP is Volks pistol. It's is that what VP stands for? Okay, yeah. well, I didn't know what VP stands for. There you go. I learned something. So, so the VP nine is the Volks Pistol nine. Yeah. There you go, HK. I didn't know that. Thank you. They literally brought the VP designation back because they were, HK wants you to know that they were the first. They just like they them. like themselves, and and they have big reason to like themselves. But uh, yeah, they do like themselves. Uh, Jason out there says the M16 slash AR15. And, and, and please, for the love of all this holy in this world, if you're out there and you mention the M16, do not put slash AR15. They are not the same. They are not close to the same. Just because they look similar means nothing. Okay. They are not the same rifle. And um, anyway, so. We'll say M16 or AR15. It's it's a rifle, carbine, or pistol, irons, red dot scopes, lasers, multiple calibers, and capacity, cheap and fully customizable. I would suspect that the AR15 slash whatever you want to say, I, I, I think that that was one of them. Once again, if it's on a Mount Rushmore, I don't know. I think if you talk to anyone that takes biases away and you say top 10, I think an AR has to be mentioned in that top 10 because of what it has done um, for customizations, for for being modular. It is it is a the AR is a game changer. Go ahead, Cliff. Well, what bothers me about the well, there's a lot of things that bother me about the AR-15. What bothers me about the AR-15, though, is there's no. What's the word? There's no autonomy. There's no there's no. You know, it's not like, I mean, when you, you go with like Colt, I mean, it's the tried true design. Yeah. I mean, there's some different variants of 1911 and brands and stuff like that. But I mean, how wild of a swing do you see with the AR-15 <laughs> platform? You know what yeah, I mean? That's true. No, that's and true. So that's what bugs me about it. I mean, it's not like it, it, it hasn't changed the game and, and everything else because it has, but it's just. It's to me, AR-15s are just so. I don't know. I, I don't want to say vanilla because that's not it. But it's almost like a. I don't know. It's almost like having something from, everything from the custom shop. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a custom no, bike instead of an old school Harley or whatever. You've got some custom chopper made, and it's like that's cool and all, but does it really have the history? If it's a modern, all tacked out, tactical with everything but the kitchen sink on it. Let's come back to that because I wrote I wrote something down that I want to touch on that in just a second. Uh, real quick, Big Al, with the West of 44 Magnum. Big Al says 357 Magnum. I don't think he cares which one, just as long as it's 357 Magnum Revolver. G-Webs is out there. Uh, I don't know if you guys were able to see it over on my Instagram page. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, there was some um, some secret footage that has been found in the last 24 hours of G Webb's leaving me at uh, range day at shot show 2020. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, go check out my Instagram feed 
and that uh, that footage is now available. And thank you to um, whoever was able to catch that footage for me. So it is. Anyways, um, <laughs> Big Al says a club. Cavemen use them to get dates or to kill their dates. It is what it is. Uh, Pickle out there says, what's wrong with ghosts? He turning FUD. Blink twice if you need to be rescued. There you go. Uh, G says, hope everybody's having a good week. Marcus says, yo, yo, what's up? Ooh, now this is interesting. Rod says that Daisy Red Rider, most iconic, enough said. The Daisy Factory is about three hours from here in Arkansas. I don't know if it's still around. might not be there anymore, but I know it was for the longest time. Uh, interesting you say that. <laughs> Big Al says AKs are used for truck guns in Oklahoma. Lots of them. The AK is by far the most known guys worldwide. I don't know if it's the most known. The AK-47, by most accounts that are keeping stats, is the most sold firearm in the world. Uh, there's more AKs running around this world than any other gun ever. But does that mean it's most known? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, now, Pickle's got a question for you out there. Clover, he says, isn't Glock the gun that doesn't set off metal detectors and costs more than you make in a month? Yeah, that's the that's what the, uh, what the some thing. politicians want you to know. Sure. Uh, let's see here. CZP07 and Shadow 2. Shadow 2 is pretty strong. Thanks, Die Hard 2, by the way. Eh, there you go. Uh, Got to try both AK-47 and AR-15. Different, but both great tools. I would agree to that. Big Al says the FNX Tactical 45. Uh, I'm trying to catch up here. Walther PPK. I would say that the Walther PPK is not even close to being one of the greatest guns ever. I would say that it could be an iconic gun. Thanks to James Bond. Um, sure. I think a lot of people that know the PPK know it for one single reason, honestly. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to get down here and catch up here. Jason says, what about the Flintlock musket? Without that, we probably wouldn't be here talking about our favorite guns. There's a lot of truth to that. And 223 says the Daisy Factory is still there. So I didn't know if it was still open or not. Who knew? Uh, so there you go. You guys always know that on Thursday, Saturday, and Monday at 10 a.m. on our YouTube community tab, we go through our ghost tactical polls. You know, to have some fun. We try to throw a couple of fun ones out there and then usually a gun-related one. Let's go check out last week's polls. First one, <clears throat> last Thursday. 1.6 thousand votes. All right, let's settle this. What are you more scared of? Spiders, snakes, or the wife? Chase, which one is what scares you the most? Spiders, snakes, or the wife? I mean, I'm not really scared of any of them. But if I got to pick one, it's going to be just the wife because I got to deal with her every day. 
right? I hear you. Uh, real quick before he jumps out of here, are you one says, have a great evening late in the UK. He's from the UK. That's awesome. Welcome. Um, and grammar is off. If I was to pick a favorite, I would say the G3. Grew up in a Portuguese military family, all used those through many generations. Damn delay on it. So there you go. Uh, Clover, spider, snake's wife. Or should I put wasps for you? Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> I had two in here yesterday at the same time. You talk about freak out. I mean, one at a time I can deal with, but holy crap. Um, um, Because here's the thing about wasps, if you don't know this. When you tick one off, like you swat at it or whatever. Piss off emit, everybody. They emit a pheromone and any other wasps in the area since that. So. Um, yeah, when you got two, it's, it's hairy. Um, you know, having to pick out of the three spiders, I love spiders. Um, snakes, You're I'm indifferent on. Yeah, I know. Uh, snakes, I'm indifferent on. You know, I can handle snakes, um, and I can handle spiders, but sometimes I can't handle my wife. So I'm going to take a different <laughs> approach. And I'm going to say, sometimes you just got to say yes, dear, and walk away. Um, and you're getting ready to go on a five-day car trip with her, just saying. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll say we'll say wife on that. She she yeah. can't be, uh, she can't necessarily be trained like, like spiders and snakes. Um, most people that know me think that I'm the one to be scared of in the family. That's just not true. Anyone that knows my wife and knows her well knows that she's a scary one. Uh, you can piss me off, and it'll be interesting for a while. You piss her off, and she remembers for 30 years, just saying. Um, so the wife is definitely scary. Spiders, I hate all critters. I'm going to be honest. I'm gonna, I hate all critters. They, they freak me out. I don't want anything to do with them. Spiders, my wife hates spiders more than anything. That's her thing. For me, I am petrified literally petrified of snakes um that's just the way it goes petrified of them anything that can move that fast without legs uh you can have them i'm good 40 percent of the one huh what's he saying climb trees climb trees jump swim in water i mean they're the fucking perfect fucking weapon here let's be honest they're the perfect I weapon have to be snakes exactly can you imagine, like, literally being on that plane, by the way, or being in that pit with Indiana Jones? Like, I think I'd have, I would have to worry about being killed and eaten by snakes. My, I would have a heart attack if I was on a plane that was told that I have thousands of snakes on, or if I fell into a hole in the ground that had thousands of snakes in it. I would have a heart attack before anything would happen to me. So it is what it is. Well, I know where um, I'm taking you in Vegas. Yeah, I bet you do. Uh, you promise, baby. Hmm? Never mind. Let it go dark real quickly. Let's stop there. Uh, 40% of the 1.6 thousand votes says the wife is the scariest thing. 33% say snakes and 27 say spiders. Most of the people that voted for wife make sure to let me know that please do not use their names they do not want their wife to find out that they said that that is roll call name. roll call time roll call. absolutely absolutely 
our Blake's next poll. Posting these results huh? live. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be posting the names of everyone that voted. Yes. Wouldn't that be cool if I actually could find the names of the people that voted? That would be awesome. Uh, actually, it wouldn't because I wouldn't have the time to go through them anyway. So our next poll was Saturday, and it's got 1.7 thousand votes. What is the best sport to take a nap to while watching on TV? Is it NASCAR, baseball, golf, or other? I'm going to start with Clover on this one. Dude, it's golf, hands down. Hands down, man. Um, so I, I can remember watching golf. I've watched golf off and on. And I'm going to tell you something. The, whether it's the broadcasters or the guys out there on the course, like mm-hmm. even the clapping, right? Like even the clapping and the cheering is quiet. It's literally called a golf clap. I know. Literally it's like everything way. is all yeah. quiet. And like, we're here on the uh, uh, 18th tee today. And it's like, and even the announcers are quiet like that. So it's great for a nap. Yeah, and they're in an enclosed booth, like not even close to golf. Well, Jim, I think he's got a great shot here. It's a nine iron. The crowd's going to go absolutely berserk when he yeah. gets this. You know? yeah. It's like, yeah. you know? no other sport is that quiet. I don't think. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Chase, what about you? Golf, let's see, golf, NASCAR, baseball, or other? It'd probably be golf for me, too. Because, I mean, anytime I, attempt to sit there and watch a, like a pro tour like event i end up on sleep yeah yeah uh for me it's definitely golf and, and that's ironic because of what i do for a living uh, i will tell you i'm gonna go very specific if you ever want to take the greatest nap of your life find a pga tour telecast that's over on cbs and pray to God that Jim Nance is the one that's doing the commentating. He has the perfect voice, and not only will he put you to sleep, it will go down almost as good as Joey and Ross's naps, but it will go down as one of the greatest naps you'll ever take. While you're in the background sleeping, you just hear this voice, and it's Jim Nance, and he's just going to take you to uh, a great place. But yeah, I'm not going to say it's it's as good as Joey and Ross's nap, but it's pretty close. Now, um, now, I got to tell you that if you mute NASCAR, it would run a close second. Yeah, that's, I, I, you know, here's the thing about NASCAR. It sucks. Who wants to who wants to watch on TV? I'm sure I've never been to one. I'm sure it's fun as hell to watch live. I, I, I I'm sure it would be. But let's be honest. Who wants to spend three hours of their lives watching dudes take left turns all day? Just saying. It used to be okay I'm, live. Yeah. Now it's now there's too many rules and all this bullshit, and it's boring. If you want to watch racing, watch real racing. That's what open wheels for. What's open wheel? Formula One, Indy, that kind of stuff. Oh, like the Indy cars. The, the yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Or the track is not, or that, or like, or like a road, like a road race or something. Is that oh, what you're yeah, talking like a road about? Road like course. Road I mean, race. Okay. Car on an oval is way more entertaining than NASCAR on an oval. So like, yeah, like round, like two thirty. Yeah, like dirt or round asphalt or something like that. You know, yeah, not old school dirt track, not high end pro stuff, but like, yo, it can be, it can be fun. I'm all for like a demolition derby. That would be kind of fun to go watch again. Oh yeah, those are a blast. I mean, let's be honest, the demolition derbies were created to 
bring people to dirt tracks. Like, like the dirt tracks are the minor leagues, if you will, of NASCAR or of racing in general. And what happens at minor league ballparks? They have midget tossing and all sorts of weird things that happen to get you into the stands. Demolition Derby was created to get people to come to the track. And, oh, by the way, we have a couple of races tonight. Would you like to stay and watch those? So uh, I think that the dirt tracks, probably at least around here, I can tell you in Arkansas, dirt tracks are huge. It helps that Mark Martin lives 45 minutes from here and, and has done a lot. But there's dirt tracks all over the state. And they're crazy. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, they're sold out. I mean, there's it's crazy how big dirt tracks are in Arkansas. So it is kind of one of those things. But, um, yeah, golf overwhelming. Overwhelming. 63% of the vote. NASCAR at 18%. Baseball at 17%. Other was two. And the vast majority of those 32 comments were tennis. And I forgot about tennis. Ooh, tennis would tennis. be an interesting yep. one. Yep, that's a strong one. That's a strong one. I forgot to leave, and I left that off. Tennis is strong. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and our last poll goes into what we're talking about. Well, it's part of what we're talking about tonight. It was yesterday, and it's got one point six thousand votes of these classics. What's your favorite? Colt nineteen eleven M one Garand Winchester eighty six. Colt single action army or the Uzi chase of those five. Do you have a favorite one that's on that list? That's difficult. I like several of those, honestly. Single action army has a special place in my heart. M1's got a special place in my heart. Of those, though, probably a 1911. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Clove, what about you? Single action army. I knew you were going to come with that. You had to come with that revolver. Um, yeah, for, for me, what's that? I don't care. As long as it's a revolver. Oh, I was saying what generation of Clover. Yeah. Well, we, Clover and I were talking about this yesterday and, and what I thought would happen did happen. Uh, the 1911 comes in first place with 47% of the vote. The Garen comes in at second place at 31%. Uzi at 9%. The Winchester and the Colts come in tied at 7%. Clover and I were talking on the phone, I think it was yesterday. It might have been Monday or Sunday. I don't remember. Um, talking about this. I had It probably had to have been yesterday because the poll came out yesterday. Um I basically said, I think that the 1911 will win. And, and I don't disagree as to why people would think that. Um, but it's funny that, in my opinion, without the Colt single action army being what it was, it took handguns, not saying revolvers or pistols, it took the handgun and made it a viable option for a lot of different reasons, a lot of way security, you know, uh, having a sidearm in the, in the wild, wild west. I mean, whatever, it, it made a handgun viable. The 1911 is by far a superior firearm, probably more iconic, but does the 1911 happen without the single action army 
making handguns viable. I don't know. What do you guys think? And this is open forum. What do you guys think? Nope. Now, single know? action army revolutionized the handgun. Yeah, it made the it it made handguns basically. You know, yeah. we were talking about iconic guns. A single action yeah. army is an iconic gun. There's no there's no hundred percent. Well, and does and does Colt is Colt in a position to do it even when John Browning and Vincent, right? You got to look at that dynamic. Yeah. I mean, the single yeah, action so, army really put Colt. I mean, Colt had other models beforehand, obviously, like the Walker and all that. However, the single action army is what made Colt. Absolutely. You know, people forget. And I don't even want to know. You guys actually might know this. I don't even want to come close to speculating how many designs Browning had in his lifetime. I don't know how many were actually produced. There's there's probably no way of knowing. Um, the benefactor of a lot of those were Colt. The, the other, the other, well, the firearms manufacturers of the time were the benefactor of Browning's designs. How many manufacturers? How many companies? were made by a Browning design. I mean, there's there's no telling how many over the years, you know. Um, but yeah, the single action army, once again, this is my opinion. I, I think if there was, well, who we can do this for fun? Uh, and we'll go into earlier, later on ones, guys, but Clover, Chase, the Mount Rushmore, is the army on the Mount Rushmore, the, the four the four iconics is that does the army does it have a case of being on the Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a case for sure. Do you think it's a hands down or is it one of those, hey, you know? Maybe. I think people will try to argue for and against it, but it's a hard argument against it. I would agree. Um let's have some fun. Clover. The Mount Rushmore. Yeah. We're gonna no, we're not don't name all four of them because you probably you probably wouldn't be able to decide right now. Uh-huh. Is there a gun out there that in your mind for your Mount Rushmore is the hands down like there is no arguing this this is on the Mount Rushmore? What is it? Okay, can I tick a lot of people off first? I don't care what you do. Absolutely, there's no, there's no room with historical. Uh, connotation and everything else if we're relating this to Mount Rushmore, right? Correct. There's no room room for the AR-15. AR-15 is entirely too modern. And that's going to tick a lot of people off, but that's what I think. Um, But now, I'm going to make some people happy because... For the same reason that probably Kennedy wouldn't be on the Mount Rushmore presidents? Yep. 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 There you go. And however, I do think the AK-47 is up there. AK's been around a lot longer. The, the, the M16, we talked about this, but the M16, which the AR was based off of, not the same rifle, the M16 was created to be the answer to the AK-47. So if one of the two deserves to be up there, I like where you're going with the AK. I like where you're going with that. Anyways, go ahead. I digress. So yeah, just off the top of my head, I mean, if we if we pick four AK forty seven single action army, nineteen eleven, and probably Winchester lever. 
Any specific model in the Winchester or just the, 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 the Winchester lever design? The, the, uh, help me out, Chase. My mind's going blank on what I'm thinking, but he, he probably knows. The nine, was it the 93? Probably like an 18, it is? Think it's like an 1873. 80, 73, maybe, maybe this, maybe this 86, maybe. I'm going to say 1873 or. The 86 is the one that I've always heard. 86. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking that's the, 86. That's the updated design. I'm, you're looking at the later from the original 73s, like the 1892s yeah. and that kind of stuff. Ah, 73. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe the 73. Yeah, yeah. The 73 is the iconic cowboy gun. Yeah, yeah. The Basically, the rifle that won the West. Yeah. The one the West. I mean, that's where I was going. That's the reason why I asked you that is because. One of these Winchesters literally has the distinction, the gun that won the West. So that's why I asked you that. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the gun that won the West. You've got um, the handgun that started it all. You've got the service pistol that has been around forever. And then you've got worldwide, the most prolific semi-auto platform rifle. So, I mean, I think that's a solid four. Uh, I, that, that is a solid four. Chase, do you want to, uh, off the top of your head, your Mount Rushmore? I mean, I understand where he's going with the AK, and the AK's mm -hmm. definitely got the pedigree and the iconography. I mean, there's literally countries that have the AK on their flag. True. It's over right. 100 yep. million produced. You know, however you want to argue it, if it's a copy of the Sturmgewehr or whatever, but the AK probably deserves a place on there. The one I would add that we haven't touched on at all, and people have mm -hmm. said a couple of rifles. Me personally, a Mauser ninety-eight. Interesting. There's no what what so, many so you've got the AK and the Mauser there. so far. Uh we'll come back to the Mauser in a second, but what are the other two? You got the AK, the Mauser. Probably the seventy three Winchester. Okay. And probably it's Honestly, it's, between, me, it's, the, it's between the Army and the 1911, isn't it? It's Yeah, single-action Army 1911, and the high power gets a good mention because so many modern guns are based off of that okay. as well. But I was going to bring that one up. Prolifically, it's really hard between single-action Army and 1911. It's hmm. probably the 1911 in more modern times, but the single-action Army absolutely deserves a place on it. That's, the, that's a hard one. Yep. I, I have no problem with the, with the 73. I have no problem with the AK. Um, I would probably go um, both, the, 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 the Army and the 1911. Yes, that new two handguns on Mount Rushmore. Go kill me. Um, I, I, think that, I think that the Army is probably more important dare I say them the 1911 historically, but I think the 1911 is more iconic. Um, I, I think that there is, and this is going to go back to something I want to talk about earlier. We were talking the 1911 versus the AR. Um, and, and everyone knows that I'm a huge AR fan. I love ARs. Um, but yeah, Clover's right. It, it's, it's way too early. Um, I think that the AR has brought a lot of people into guns, um, but it's also the poster child of the anti-gun movement, literally the poster child. Um, so it's brought a lot of 
that to it. Whether or not it deserves to be, I don't think it does. But that's that's the picture that, that they're going to put up there. There's well, weapon there's of no, war and all this. And there's very little, again, I go back to there's very little distinctness to it, right? And, and that's where I'm going with this because... It's too customized. That's right. And if it if the AR was so iconic, then every or I wouldn't say every, I would say 90% of ARs in the world would have an a, a, a carry handle and an A2 front post. If we're going to talk yeah. about it, they would never would have gotten the carry handles and the A2 would be on every single AR. Let's just say that. There would be no aftermarket like it is. I mean, that's correct. Holy Moses! Now you could you could get some stuff, right? Yeah. But here's the thing about the 1911, which we're talking about, um, another iconic gun, and you had brought up the distinguish the distinction between AR versus 1911. Uh, AR, everyone's customizing. Everyone's just it's gotten so out of hand that you don't even almost recognize it's, it's an AR platform when it's finished, right? flip channels to the 1911 sure with the ideas of custom g10 grips or just custom grips in general uh take cerakote when cerakote you can do anything um the occasional tweak here and there i will say this i think there's more respect for the 1911's classicness and iconicness mm -hmm. that you don't see the weird stuff happening with the 1911 that you do with the AR. And it's not because that the AR isn't looked fondly upon. It is not that. I think that there is a respect for what that design of the 1911 is. Now, had Stoner not designed the M16 or the AR or whatever, had it been John Moses Browning who does had the initial design, maybe the AR would be in hot, held in higher regard. I will never know. Maybe um, it didn't I, even uh, pan out, right? I mean, he might have had a first design. Who knows? I mean, that dude was crazy good, yeah. you know. Um, but I, but I, I do think that the respect for the 1911's design and what it means is probably one of the reasons why you don't see. Well, and that's that two, goes back to variations off the initial design, you know. That goes back to longevity, right? Yeah. Um and so the AR is, is just not there yet. So yeah. no. to throw a to throw a monkey wrench in this a little bit. So yeah. four four spots on this Mount Rushmore. So let's move to a bigger mountain. So we've got five. Okay. Because because we need to add a shotgun of some sort. So what shotgun goes? Because you notice, I didn't even mention a shotgun. What shotgun goes on the Mount Rushmore? That's tough because there's a lot of iconic shotguns too. I'm so ignorant when it comes to historical shotguns. So the best shotgun—I'm just going to put it this way—the best shotgun that I've ever shot is the uh, the M4. So if I'm going to put a shotgun, that's what I have the most. I, I don't—you know this—I'm not. A shotgun aficionado. I don't know the history of what are great ones and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about a coach, you know, side by side double barrel. Well, I wouldn't even know which one was the one that was used the most in the 1890s. I wouldn't even know what brand. So was it? Was it? Would it be Winchester? I don't know. Like, what was a shotgun yeah. that made shotguns famous back in the 1890s? 
Do you, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm asking you guys, which one would it be? Well, definitely not 1890s, but Browning A2 comes the to eight, mind the, really the quick. 1880s. I mean, A5. What am I thinking? A2, the A5. The Browning A5. Is that probably the most iconic shotgun, you think? It's, it's got to be one of them, right? A5 is definitely up there. Um, the trench gun's got to be up there. Oh, yeah. Like an iconic a, model, gun. a Model 12 or. Yeah. Model 12. Obviously, things like 870s, 500s, but I don't. I, but here, once again, not, I, I, I think the 870s and status. 500s are awesome, but we're talking about Mount Rushmore. Yeah, they're not legendary status. If yeah. we're gonna put, if we're gonna put an 870 or 500 up there, then the in the, then the AR15 has yeah. to come back. And so yeah, 870 is 870 is what 51, I think. So I mean, you're right there, close to the AR. It you're doesn't have longevity. 50s time frame is the AR. Yeah. 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 Now, where are we at on the Browning uh, on the A5? That was 20, 1920s. Okay. That's yeah, 100 years old. I, I, could, I could be okay with 100 years old. Yeah, you know? that's what I was yeah. thinking. Remington 1100. Um, I think that's too new as well, though. They had the old like, Model 11s and things, though, so that's in that same ballpark as the A5. That's true. Reese, yeah, he says the Trench 12... Uh, Wes says, what was the first pump shotgun? The Model 12? I mean, uh, the pump shotgun. Jesus. Like, if we do know what the first, like, mass-produced pump shotgun was, how is that not at least in consideration? You know what I'm saying? Browning, it was a Winchester 1893, which was, by the way, yeah. a Browning design. It was a Browning design. Okay. Browning designed the first pump and the first lever shotgun. The 1890 and the 1893. Can we just just say there's like Browning deserves to be on the? I mean, there's. Oh, if we're going by figures, we're going by figures. Browning is it starts with Browning, doesn't it? It it starts with Browning. Absolutely, absolutely. I think Samuel Colt's up there. Yeah, but I think I think it starts with Browning. Like Browning's the first one you see. That's the one. Yep. No doubt. Um. Randy says Browning Stoner Grand. Well, shit, Browning Stoner Grand and Samuel Colt. Maybe a Kalishnikov. I mean, I don't, I don't go Stoner. <laughs> I would say would say Browning Kalishnikov Grand and Colt. You got to look at you know. I mean, Jesus, how does, it doesn't get much yeah. better than that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, keep in mind, Smith and Wesson had a ton of iconic guns at that time period too. Yeah, but they didn't have like the one designer. Like it was like they yeah. didn't have a designer that did all no, of those designs. A it's a company. They're they're up there. It's yeah. a company. They're up there, but they didn't have like the guy that says, "I've got this portfolio of thousand designs. Pick one." You know, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Wes says the Spencer Pump, eighteen eighty two, before Brownings. Does that ring a bell to any of you guys? I don't know what yeah. that is. It does. It does. Yeah. I don't know. And that may very well have been the have been yeah. It may may very well have been Could the be. first. Who knows? Yeah. But you've got well, you know the Browning when we're talking about the trench guns and we're talking about that sort of stuff. That's all yeah. off, basically off of Browning design. Yeah, I mean all those early iconic guns are all JMB's design. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's do a – we've moved to a new mountain in Wyoming, the Grand Tetons. 
and we've got space for five. Okay, I'm going to take clovers, and we're going to go a different direction with it. We got to put a handgun, a bolt action. Handgun could be revolver or pistol. A bolt action, a shotgun, a lever action. The fifth one. Call it a milserp or a, a, a gun created for for the military. 1911 could fit in that as well if you wanted to go two different ways. So let's start out with handgun, the Mount Rushmore of handguns. If you could pick one handgun to go on the Mount Rushmore, what is it, Chase and Clover, in your eyes? Single action army. Single action army goes on the Mount Rushmore for handgun, representing the handguns. All right. Probably single action army. It's between that and 1911. It's, sure. I'm sure. going what started. I mean, a single action Go with older. Are, yeah. I mean. Yeah. It put cold on the map. It was a military sidearm. It literally, it in 1873 won the West. You can't deny it. Is, and, is, and, is, and not just that it's an old, not just that it's an old design, but there is, it's, a, there's an old design. Here's kind of the criteria. It's an old design. It was a popular design and it's, it's still, popular. still be, and it's still popular in being produced. Right. Sure. Yeah. That yeah. has yeah. to be kind of the criteria that we absolutely. We're going by. Because yep, obviously no. you've got you've got one offs and things that may have been the first, right, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. can't go on that alone. Mm. Yep. Uh, I would I would tend to agree because here's the thing: would Colt, not Samuel Colt, but the company Colt, been around to make the 1911 yeah. if it wasn't for the Army? I don't think yeah. it would. I, I I should say it. I should say it. I suspect it, it might not. Um, I wouldn't say that definitely would not, but I suspect that Colt was around because of the popularity of the army. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So I think we all agree on the army being on the Mount Rushmore for handguns. Let's go lever action because, um, uh, there are some great lever actions that are iconic, um, uh, especially in the late 1800s, uh, and early 1900s and all that. But, I'm going to start with Chase on this one. Uh, what's the Mount Rushmore representative of lever action rifles? 1873 Winchester. Like Clove? Not, not even a question. I, I don't think there's any. You're right. There are others, but I don't think there's any that's even close. And if they are, they're Winchesters as well. So they're Winchesters, yeah. and they're just updated versions of they're, that design. Because yeah, exactly. remember, <laughs> remember, the Henry was only produced by Henry for a short period of time before it was produced by. Winchester. Now the Henry is yeah. iconic. It is, um, <laughs> but I think it's iconic for folklore more Popularity, than anything though, right? else. Popularity, right? right? It just and, wasn't, yeah. wasn't there. And the original. Power. Yeah, and the original Henry didn't look like the modern Henry rifles people think they look like now. Right, right. right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I, I don't think that um, I'm not even getting anyone giving other options out there than the, than the 73. So uh, I think that that's probably a, a solid one. Clover, I'm going to go to you and say bolt action rifle. You know, Chase hit it earlier. Mauser, man. 
uh, proliferation worldwide use in you know on multiple continents uh, and then think about all of the hunting rifles built off of Mauser action from surplus and that effect on society and people are still building rifles on Mauser actions today so yeah, yeah. got to give the bolt to Mauser Chase you you still go with Mauser on the bolt absolutely I mean all your modern most of your almost all of your modern bolt action rifles are still patterned off the Mauser, whether they use a control rail and feed or a push feed or whatever the basics of the design of that action. Yeah. All absolutely. the Mauser. I mean, Mauser still a company today. They're still extremely desirable guns. Mm. Everybody's made something off of surplus Mauser in the past. They're, you know, they're still the preferred action for big game hunting. There's, there's no argument any other way, but a Mauser. Yep. Uh, real quick, let's go in here. Randy says, let, he's talking about the designers, I guess. We have forgotten Elmer Keith in his work of the 44 Magnum. Um, Elmer at all, but the, the thing is, like the, we're talking you only about got four AR. spots. I mean, it's new. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's too new. No, it's too new. I understand. Yeah, I hear you. It's like Stoner. It's just too new. I mean, I get it. Stoner is gone. You know, if you want to, design. if you want to throw a what would be considered a modern double action revolver into the mix, the model 10 or what started out as the Smith and Wesson hand ejector. Yeah. Uh, and is now the model 10 has progressed up to that. It's been around a long time, popular, still in production. Right. But I, yeah. it doesn't beat a single action army. Come on. So let's just, let's just have some fun with this. Cause the model 10 might be, the gun that takes the cake if it talks about a mod a specific model that's had the most names what did you say it was called a hand ejector is that what you said yeah it was originally a hand eject you got the hand, ejector. hand ejector. the model 10 it was also at one point marketed as the first mmp because yep. it was the first military police handgun that Smith and Wesson put out there. So it's all the same design. They've yep. it's just they've got different marketing names for depending on who they're trying to sell to. Um, before they got into the numbered models, yeah. basically. Yeah. And then, and then you like, had the victory. They must have the victories. Had... Yep. yep. And then, so yeah, for someone who's... All the dashes. Because you have yeah, right. dash 1, 2, 15. <laughs> right. Um, obviously, obviously, revolver ignorant. And don't want to be educated on much of it. But I will ask this because it is something that um, I'm sure there are other people out there that want to know this as well. They might be in the shadows that don't want to admit they don't know this. I'll admit it publicly. I don't know what the hell that means. Let's take the Smith & Wesson 686. What does the 686 actually mean? What is their numbering system when it comes to, uh, is it rounds? Is it, I mean, I'm going to say rounds, like capacity. What? How is there a system on how they number their revolvers? I'm asking you guys. I don't know. I was waiting on Chase. Okay. I don't really. I mean, modern Smith and Wessons, I don't really think there's much rhyme or reason. Like, the, the, let's take the 686. Is there a reason why it's called this? Like, does the number 686 mean anything to the gun, or is it just a model number? The six, the six at the front designates stainless. Yeah, um, I can tell you that okay. much because if you see a okay. if you see a 
it's revolver a or even a sim yeah if you see yeah. a revolver or a or six in front of that number um mm -hmm. and it, it being a three digit number right in other words, there's a three-digit number, and the first number is a six. That denotes stainless. Otherwise, it's either blued or nickel. Yeah. Right? Is there a reason why? And I'm not being. I'm not joking. I'm. Not, I'm literally asking these. Is there a reason why six was designated to be the stainless number? I mean, I, I don't know. I know a lot of random Smith stuff, but I don't know that. Okay, I, I, I don't know. I was just wondering. Um, so I the mean, six, the front six means stainless. The five means something. Whatever. Does the eight have any meaning at all? No, I think the know. I think the two I think the two number models are simply kind of mm -hmm. like the Glock thing. It's something they developed for their tracking system or whatever okay. the case may be. And I think that's yeah. evident by the dashes, right? Because yeah. if they change a screw, if they tweak one little thing from sure. you know what I'm yeah. saying, then it's yeah. a dash. It's the version two. It's dash it's one, right. dash two. So, yeah. That indicates to me, guns. and everything I've read, even in my Smith & Wesson book, everything I've read, it, it doesn't outright say in there, but everything mm -hmm. that I read on the model numbers, it points to it's their tracking system more than anything. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's dashes on the modern guns. Like, there's 686-2-3, whatever. Like, I've got a 686 Combat Plus, you know, in the truck. Which a combat plus is full lug and plus one, so it's a seven shot. There you go. So I was going to ask you: the last six has nothing to do with its capacity of six rounds. No, obviously, because okay. model ten would be zero rounds. This so. is true. This or is the true. Set, model seventeen. Well, would be, yeah, it's not well, what I'm saying is, is well, that's that's a two digit number. That's before they were doing like the three digit number, anyways. But yeah, well, the I was three digit saying, number to no, again. Three-digit number denotes stainless, and mo so there were models. Like, it, it, there were models that were around before stainless was a thing. So yeah, time. so the six eighty-six could necessarily could it theoretically after stainless was a thing. It was a stainless, and it was their eighty-sixth design. What's to say? It could be like something like that. We don't know. I don't know. Five eighty-six, but yeah, I don't know. Whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Wes says that five was blued and seven is nickel. He's asking if that's correct. Yeah, on some of them, no, five there's no delineation. Blue. On some of them, there's no oh, delineation modern. between blued yeah. and nickel. It's the same number. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, Interesting. The quote-unquote modern Smiths, generally if you see like a 586 stainless, or whatever. Stainless is a different kind of metal used. Yeah. You can use the same kind of metal and blue it or nickel it, right? Mm -hmm. But in order to have stainless, you've got to use stainless. Feel right. me? So, yeah. 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 It's just like the PD families, they do their scandium. It's like changing the model number because you painted a different color. That's the, sure. the deal with blue and nickel. It's a finish. It doesn't matter. Calavera says most gun people would see a Henry, going back to the lever action, would see a Henry... And they would think it's a Winchester. Biggest thing that sets the original Henrys apart is there's no handguards. <laughs> there's no forehand. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It looks different than what yep. people think of now. Yeah. Patriot out there says, can, uh, this, is, uh, this must be his his uh, his one, uh, Mount Rushmore. Kentucky Long Rifle, 1911, the Browning A5, uh, the Winchester 73, 
here's something that I was going to bring up. Is the Springfield the 1903? That's a pretty that's a pretty important rifle as well. Um, it's an important rifle in American history. Well, okay, I'll give you but that. It's not a I'll mouse give you that. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it should take the place of a Mauser. No, um, I mean, but, but yeah, the, the, the 1903 is a big one. Um, if, the if M1's doing, a big one. Sure, yeah. Go ahead. Say, if you're going to do it like an American Rushmore, I can see the argument between an 03 and a Grant. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, but yeah, hundred percent. Overall, I don't think the 03 really has much chance of getting up there. Yep. Uh, now, Patriot also says, so this is actually not a real Mount Rushmore. We're doing a Mount Worldwide. Uh, correct. This is not just the American, because um, he brings up, once again, the, the 1903. Um, so we're caught up. Um, yes, Patriot, we understand the Mount Rushmore kind of denotes a U.S. history. Yeah, if, you go, if you go American, I mean, you drop the AK and probably the Garand gets up there, right? You, yeah, I think so. That's the only change. That's the only change, isn't it? Would be that one. Well, we were talking about on the on the big one. The Mauser. The Mauser. Maybe you take maybe you take the nineteen oh three for the Mauser and the M one for an AK. Well, the AK probably doesn't show up because in the right. Well, we didn't really pick a similar. We can put that in the military. The AK might go up in the military. Because uh, we've got handgun, we've gone with the army, we've gone lever action, we've gone with the seventy-three Winchester, and we've considered that the Mauser is going for bolt action. So now let's go to uh, well, let's just go to uh, military style weapons. Does the nineteen eleven? Is it the Grant? Is it the AK? Um, what do you guys think? And I'll start with Clover on this. Uh, military. I did not consider when you say military. I wasn't considering the 1911. It was literally designed for the military. Absolutely. So I say if we're going. So here's the thing. I said. I said. So was the Beretta 92? Now I'm not saying the 92 is up there with the 1911. I'm not saying that. But yeah. I said maybe Garand earlier, but going off of my criteria that I said earlier. Staying true to that, the nineteen eleven would beat out the Garand because it's more prolific. It was more popular civilian wise. It, it bled over. Um, it has. It was longer. You know, roots. It's, it's been around mm-hmm. longer. Um, so yeah, probably. And John Moses fucking Browning, right? And <laughs> exactly, uh, our Lord and Savior. And. Um, <laughs> And if we're going worldwide, I mean, you know, I, know, I think I go AK again. Yeah, I just I just yeah. when uh, Chase pointed it out, when countries have it on their freaking flag, and it's like, yep, you know, the vast majority they may be million. they may be podunk militaries in the world, but you know, when so the vast majority use it, it's just like. Mm. Here is the funny thing. Before people go in, in the middle, I don't know, I can't speak for now, but. Before we went somewhere, had you not been had gone through foreign weapons training, you had to. They might as well just called it AK training. Let's be honest. Uh, do they have certain other things out there? 98% of shooting 
in forward weapons training was the AK. Why? Because chances are, if you were going to get into a firefight anywhere in the world, pretty much, and your rifle went down and you need to pick one off of the ground, there was about a 98% chance that it was going to be an AK. And you had yeah. to understand how to run the system, right? Well, look at, look at uh, you know, U.S. and other countries in conflict, right? Um, very rarely um, do we have conflict with a country that doesn't predominantly use AKs. There you go. At rarely, Real quick, rarely have we ever. Shout out. Uh, Randy, a new uh, YouTube channel member. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate you very much. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. The 19, I, I think that you, I'm going to throw a little, little wrinkle on this in a second, but I think it's hard to argue against a 1911 or an AK. I think both of them have, I'll put it this way. If there was a committee and they decided on the 1911 or they decided on the AK 47, I don't think that there'd be very many people say that doesn't deserve to be up there. It deserves to be this. No, I think yeah, there's strong cases either, yeah, strong cases either way. Absolutely. Case military. What what say you? What's your military gun? Well, unless we're going to add a belt fed category to this too, you can do it. Hey, that's a military but, style gun. If you want to, if you want to throw in a Maul Deuce or well, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, a two forty Bravo or something, because those those are tough. Iconic, you know, good old Maul Deuce is hard to argue against. And so is the MG42, because basically all of your modern belt-fed weapons are MG42s. Mm -hmm. They are. Uh, still, the argument's sake is hands down the AK, just because the absolute proliferation of that platform. You just you can't get away from it. And we're talking like people think about, you know, ARs or whatever. When the first assault weapons ban happened, AKs were always the bad guy gun, and they got a ton of bad rap and bad press in the early 90s. You know, the Hollywood shootout didn't help. The North Hollywood bank robbery and all that didn't help it at all. But, you know, that's where the evil, you know, you thought about like all the 80s action movies, the AK was always the bad guy gun. Some version the Breda 92 was the good guy gun. And then Breda 92 was the good guy gun. Or an <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, but I think the AK takes it hands down. Yeah, I'm going to throw a little wrinkle in this, and I'm going to mention something that I don't think people remember to put on their list, but when they hear it, they go, "Oh, damn, that's true." The importance of the Gatling gun. The importance of the Gatling gun. The Gatling gun changed warfare fought from 1860, what, four, three, four, five, somewhere in there. The yeah. 1860s on. The Gatling gun changed how armies around the world, because there were Japan. We're talking about countries all over the world were trying to get their hands on the Gatling gun. It changed wow. things. Uh, I'm not saying it deserves to be up there, but I think the Gatling gun gets forgotten enough to be in the discussion a lot of the times. The Gatling ushered in the age of machine guns. That's what I'm saying. I you mean, were the reason why I even thought of that, and I, and I had forgot about it until you said belt fed, and I said, "Fuck, belt fed." Let's go back to the Gatling gun, right? 
you know, there wouldn't be a 240 Bravo if there wasn't a Gatling gun, probably. The Gatling gun was the was the belt fed automatic weapon of the 1860s and 70s and into the 80s. Not saying it deserves to be up there. I'm just saying that I think Gatling gun does get forgotten quite a bit. Um, now, Clover, um, I think that you're going to agree very much with what Robert says. Robert yeah. says the best pistol is the Smith & Wesson MMP full-size 9mm. That's a, that's that is exactly what, uh, that is exactly what Clover would say as well. Yeah, Clover would say that's exactly the definition of an oxymoron, but okay. <laughs> Are you stressing the word moron in that or moron? No, no moron. No, not at all, but yeah, not even close. Now, Robert says he, he likes Klushnikovs, but he prefers an SKS. Man, I, I get it. I get it. SKS have their places, but they do. Okay. They're not. Um, people, and I talk about this all the time. When I say this, this is nothing new unless you're new to the channel. Um, the ARAK war that goes on in this world. And people say, well, what do you like better? Well, and people that know me, and includers heard me say this a thousand times. I prefer an AR as far as the platform. It's much more modular. You can do so much more. For a lot of the reasons that people hate the AR, I love it because you can customize it basically however you want to. That said, people that do know me know that if I had a choice of what I could shoot, it's AK all day. If you've never had the experience of shooting an AK, especially in full auto, I, and I know that sounds weird. Yeah, People have shot a lot of full auto guns. If you've never truly experienced an AK in full auto, that is something that should be on your bucket list. Um, a full even auto AK is fucking awesome. Even yeah. a semi-auto, the, the report is different. The it recoil is. impulse is different. The sound is distinct. Just I mean, the feel, everything the is different. Yeah, everything. Yeah, the K, I mean, it's an AK, an AK in full auto is just as to me it reminds me of a sped up mod deuce you know what i'm saying like the sound it's that do, 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 do. yeah when you speed that up and that's yeah, an ak it's but it's, it's got a little more deep like to it you know yeah it's got that deep here. it's got like a deep thumping noise to it yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a AR beautiful 15, sound it really is and, and we're, when we're saying ar15 i'm i'm assuming we're all talking we're not talking alternative calibers we're talking you know, no five, we're, we're five, just six. But five five six, six is, a, is a cracky, is a yeah. high pitched cracky, teeny yep. type report. That AK is just like a thump. Yeah, it's you know. Yeah, there, there's a great line in Heartbreak Ridge, and he says that is the AK forty seven assault weapon. It has a very distinct, you know, sound. That's not just a line in a movie. Like that's legit. Like an AK. When it's being fired, especially in full auto, you know exactly what that is. Um, I love shooting an AK. I love the sound of an AK. Um, I just wish, and, and there are some now, but for me, when I think AK, I think the wood furniture, <coughs> you know, no accessory rails, nothing. It's just a basic AK. Um, and, 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 
the AKs that I have are not. I have one that is the tactical, um, but I don't ever shoot that. Like, I love the wood furniture, the old school Kalashnikov style AKs. Kalashnikov, sorry. Um, but yeah, I would choose an AR as far as the style of rifle, the design of the rifle, the modularity, what you can do with it. But I'm telling you guys out there, if you've never had a chance to shoot an AK, especially in full auto, next time that you can find somewhere within driving distance, most states or areas have like a full auto shoot every summer, every year sometime. Try to get to one. Um, and I guarantee there's going to be several AKs there. And I know it just sounds weird, but it's just do yourself a favor and go shoot an AK in full auto. It's... It's a bucket list thing. A mod deuce is a bucket list thing. Uh, for me, I think Chase would agree. Um, a two forty Bravo should be a bucket list thing. That's one of, I would say, on the American. I wouldn't even see the American. I say worldwide. The two forty Bravo was one of the most important military guns that came out in the last fifty years. I would say um, that two forty Bravo is an incredible weapon system. Um, it introduced the idea of suppressive fire to the military, gave them a viable option that wasn't, that could be humped around on, you know, by a person and not a mounted mod deuce, um, which we all, the three of us had this discussion a couple of days ago, by the way. Um, but yeah. Um, so where, where do we stand? Clover, you're choosing, are you choosing the 1911 for the military? Is that what you still, is that what you went with? Yeah, I think I, yeah. I mean, if we're, yeah, I think I've got to go. Cause again, we go back 1911 has been around longer than the AK. Yeah. Uh, no, I hear you. You know, the proliferation worldwide, um, probably even now, probably not as wide as the AK. It's gotta be, it's gotta be up there. It's gotta be. There's a lot of foreign countries that, that really dig on some 1911. Um, and then, you know, but I think you've got a lot more evident by all of the companies that currently produce 1911s as opposed to the companies that still produce, you know, are producing AKs, right? Mm -hmm. Far more 1911s, at least in the, you know, commercial market for sure. The, the, uh, what am I saying? The, uh, the uh, consumer market, commercial market. Yeah, I yeah. guess, whatever private market um so yeah military I, I think 1911 yeah interesting i'm not sure when when this was 2018 2018 so these numbers are as of 2018 most produced in numbers exceeding 100 or 1 million designs produced in numbers AK-47, 150 million worldwide. These are worldwide numbers produced. The Mauser, 102 million. Yeah. Mosin Nagant. So you have 150 million and 102 million. Now, I want you to hear where the number three is. The Mosin Nagant, 37 million. It's a fifth of number one and a third 
roughly of number two. <laughs> and then the M16 slash M4 slash AR15 and all uh, variants, 20 million. The Lee Enfield, interesting enough, 17 million. Yep, SKS. For sure. Uh, yeah, and that's one of those things where you and I were talking about an infield the other day because of what you might be doing. But uh, it's interesting that the infield doesn't even pop up on any of these, and that is a pretty iconic as well, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, would yeah. you say that that's not probably the most iconic British rifle, would you say? Oh, it, it definitely is the most iconic British rifle. Oh, for sure, British rifle. Um, yeah, but You know, aside from maybe the brown best, right? Um, but yeah, and but, I was gonna say I saw a Kentucky long rifle down there earlier, and I was like, the, "Yeah, the brown best man." The um, the the infield. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you know, if you're talking about British, you know, rural colonizing the world and everything else. I mean, the the infield has seen all corners of the world. Yeah, uh, but then evident by the numbers produced, and you know, not a lot of civilian love in. Um, sporterizing and you know just you just don't get a lot of I don't know you just don't got the same especially in the states right you don't have the same sure. nostalgia yeah. for it or anything like that you do other things so a lot of people often over overlook it it's one of the some of the, one of the most often overlooked ones so you know yeah. pro tip pro tip um, a lot of times you can you can start an infield collection and find some pretty good deals because uh, people don't really realize yeah what they've got uh sks 15 million doesn't surprise me so here we go so that's number one ak-47 twos the mauser threes the mosin the gaunt four the m16 variants five lee infield six sks number seven the mossberg 500 12 million yeah number I knew it was number above eight. 10. Number eight, the 870 at 11 yeah. million. Yeah. Yep. Marlin model 60 at number nine, 11 million. And then we've got three at, at number 10. I think I'm counting that right. Uh, at 10 million, the Uzi Glock. It just says Glock is not a specific model, but Glock 10 million. And I'm gonna might I might mispronounce this. I'm ignorant. Is it the Arasaka? Yeah, Arasaka. Type thirty slash thirty eight slash ninety nine. That's at ten million. Here's one, um, and I I understand why it hasn't been mentioned tonight. Iconic, the Makarov, ten million. Uh, M1 Garand. 8.2 million, the HKG3, 8 million, Winchester, 1894, seven and a half million, and the list only st stops at this next one. Um, it's seven million is the um, the FN, FAL. Interesting, interesting. Those interesting numbers. I don't know how legitimate and accurate they are, but if they're even were close, those are interesting numbers, you know, uh, because especially the Lee infield coming in the top five, and that hasn't been mentioned at all. 
Um, as far as most produced, it is a top five, interestingly enough. Um, I'd say another gun that I hasn't been, and I'm kind of surprised by both of you guys. Um, where in where does the peacemaker stand? What do you mean? Like the peacemaker. The gun, where is is where, where does that stand? Is is I'm ignorant, so I'm asking you that. The peacemaker is one of those things that every time I come across something, peacemakers brought up the eight was it the seventy two or seventy three well, peacemaker? Peacemaker is a single action. Is army. that is that an yeah. army? Okay. That's a single okay. action. Army. So when everybody thinks right. of you know the eighteen seventy three Colt single action army, it's the that's what the it's, peacemaker is. The act okay. So it's is the peacemaker the actual name of it? It was the nickname of it. Like okay. Given the nickname. So that's the Wyatt Earp gun, basically, was the Army. Uh, the Maxim gun. I saw that earlier. What's the Maxim gun? So that's a first uh, early machine gun. Yeah. Maxim. The, the Maxim One of the was first, the first, if not. Yeah. Yeah. The Maxim's like the first widely adopted military like belt fit. Mm -hmm. Like you yep. saw the, like, I mean, it was used on both sides while we're one. You you know that you you've yeah. seen them in movies I'm sure whatever that's big got the big jackets. that's got the big huge well, it's, a, it's a, okay so it's like a smaller it's a smaller Gatling gun basically I mean it's a single yeah. barrel it's yeah, a it's, um I mean it's a it's a belt fed like you know it but it's the okay. it's the grandfather it. of, it's it's very distinct looking because you've got like a you've got this big tube right imagine like an eight inch pipe with a barrel that runs through the middle of it right. Yeah. And if you, you've ever you've seen oh it. okay yeah yeah okay it's okay okay yeah barrel cool yeah yeah, yeah. exactly okay. exactly absolutely that's yeah. I mean, exactly never, that's the man I never knew what that was called I never knew the name of that one so I didn't yeah, okay no I mean there's that's air the cooled maxims like everybody remembers you know the guns met on the Red Baron's Fokker and that kind of stuff those yeah. are maxims mm -hmm. yep yeah that's yeah. the maxim is one people talk about your bucket list, right? If you, you know, NFA aside, cost aside, yeah. you can have anything, yeah. it's like, oh, I would love to have a maximum. A maximum yeah. MG42. Yeah. Just yeah. Cool. That was a couple that were mentioned in the comments was the maximum. A lot of people said the peacemaker, which doesn't, maybe they're as ignorant as I was not knowing that the, the army yeah. is the peacemaker because the, the army was on the list. Right. Uh, but a maximum, obviously, the hand cannon was mentioned because I mean, hell, it was 1200s or something, 1300s, somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, um, the maximum was, was mentioned quite a bit and all of that. Um, I mean, higher yeah. maximum designed a lot of cool shit. Let's see here. I know how you can really piss uh, everybody off is choose between an FAL cool. and a G3. FAL. 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 G3. FAL. G3. All day. FAL. FAL. All day. Randy out there says most iconic infield is the RFI 2A1 in 762.51. So the Ishapur, basically. But how can, how can the 2A1 be the most iconic? When the two A one is based on the number one Mark three, 
which many, many other conversions were based upon too. And the number one Mark three being the rifle that basically colonized so many countries. So it's, it's the cart before the horse there a little bit. The only upside of that gun really is the cartridge availability. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I would, I would agree with that. If we're going to go into the comparison, if you could only have one, if you could only have one, Garand or the 1903? M1. Oh, yeah, Garand. M1. Yeah, Garand. Well, that's why I have a Garand and not a 1903. Same. Man, let me take that back. I've got a 1903. That's why I'm looking for an M1 and not a 1903. Uh, although I'm not going to pay the prices they want for the M1 right now. I do have a 1903, so let me back up. I do have a Is it a Springfield or is it a clone? It's a it's a Springfield, but it's a, it's a sporter. So, um, yeah, it's ah, uh, you got a fud Springfield. Of well, yeah, <laughs> it's no. super fud. What are you talking but about? Here's the thing: I, it was somebody had started it as a project, and basically the only thing they didn't finish they was the finish uh, and the stock, right? But they had actually started carving into a stock. I mean, they had it all inlet and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just like the outside of the stock. They really didn't, like, literally the butt stock was like a square block. Um, oh, so they haven't so, shaped it or anything yet. Yeah, so it's not like I took an, uh, bought an 03 or anything and, and jacked yeah. it up. I mean, it was that way, but, I mean, it's... Somebody did it for it you. Already, it was yeah. already jacked up. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I'll put it this way. I owned an 03 A3, but I still own an M1. There you go. There you go. All right. Last question. What's the best gun ever? You can choose one and oh, say this is the gun. That's such an easy answer. It's easy. <laughs> oh, really? Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The correct right. answer. Are you ready? Is the one that you have on you? I'm going to give, nope. I'm going to give everybody a chance to get a pen and a piece of paper because they're going to want to write this now. Super FUD's going to school. Here we go. George Strait's talking. The best gun ever. The best gun ever, hands down, bar none, no exceptions. The best gun ever is always the next one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. I fucking knew something like that was coming. Yeah, I knew it was going to be something like that. Give me a Am legitimate fucking answer, you Am little bitch. Am I wrong? Bitch. I mean, it's yes. not, that's not a bad answer, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not the right answer either. <laughs> Quit being a bitch and commit to one. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it a little bit easier for you. What's your favorite gun ever? That's tough. His best gun is is there's a lot, but. If you could only have one gun ever, but there is no price, there is no NFA, there is no restrictions, there is no problem, whatever gun you wanted, you could have, but you only get one. That's a lot of caveats. <laughs> work with me here. You know you. I mean? Just fucking okay. work with me here. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say, Jesus I'm going to say, I'm going to say Browning Buckmark. 
I'm going Browning bookmark. Okay. See, for me, that's, that's a, if if everything's aside, that's a really hard choice between an M16 M4 family because of all the shit available, mm-hmm. or the HK Roller Lock family because mm-hmm. of all the shit available, and they're all interchangeable. Mm-hmm. I mean, my heart, my heart says. It's okay oh, to say the days. MP5, the, the MP5 yeah. family. It's okay to it's, say that. I'm just saying. Yeah. So I'm saying my heart says the MP5 slash G3 slash the 91, 93, all sure. 53. But that's the only all one that. ever. All the 117 variants. Yes. I well, agree. See, you got one gun, but they all interchange. Well, so good have, luck concealed carrying it. You just, you, what are you going to do? Get a well, taser? Don't worry about concealed <laughs> carrying it. I got a fucking MP5. <laughs> okay. If there's no laws that says you can't have this, or then no one's giving a fuck at this point about concealed carry either. Well, then you've got ammo, you've got to tote ammo around, you've got something that burns through ammo fast. That's right. Like, really? But okay. Yeah. Okay. But at least the ammo that we put through someone actually would stop them. We can yes. hunt squirrels. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's the well, fucking as soon, just as soon. I want to, to see as how quickly he said that. Okay, I, 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 I've waited for many, many, many years, and I'm still waiting. And I will caveat this by saying I will give you level four body armor, and you're going to take a 22 round of the chest. I, I'm waiting for somebody Ooh, no, to take me up on that I, offer. But I've so said far, that I, hadn't got any takers, so. I have a video that's a very popular video on the channel with the argument of 22LR being a, a, a legitimate option for home defense, which I think it is, obviously. And all these people saying, oh, it doesn't hurt anyone. I said, all right, well, until you put up a video of someone shooting you on camera with a 22LR and you show no effects to it, Shut the hell up. And you may very so, well can do it and show no effects to it. You I very mean, well could. But I'm not but standing up. But 99% of the people are going to at least be affected by freaking lead entering their body. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not standing Here's the thing. I'm not I don't even stop by a baby, bro, much yeah. less anything else. You know, Even with body armor on, I'm not standing in front of somebody to shoot no. projectiles. No. No. Absolutely not. Shoot, they're going to shoot me in the fucking leg. Well, I'm talking about when I say it, I'm yeah. talking about all things equal. The shot will land center mass on the on the plate. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I might have to go mini gun just because I fucking love a mini gun. I mean, well, now you got batteries and ammo. You got to tow it around. Ah, so fuck, I don't care around. if if I can get a, if I if I'm in a position where I can own a mini gun, the batteries and ammo ain't gonna mean shit to me. Let's just be honest. Um, I don't know. Maybe a fucking tank. Is a tank considered a firearm or is it a vehicle? Well, because oh, yeah. tank is an AOW. So it's okay. a. So if you reactivate the cannon, it's, it's an AOW because it's bigger than 50 cal. If you don't, then it's still ve- it's just a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you get illegally import? Can you imagine? Could you imagine the fire sale of shit you might get out of Ukraine here soon? <laughs> Holy shit. I hear there's some pretty good stuff over in Afghanistan right now. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> apparently. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, they probably some stole some stuff in Libya. There's probably still let's, some stuff. Let's be let's be honest. The vast majority of Ooh, the A10. If we're gonna go that way, G23 wins the internet. The A10 warthog. Well, there you go. A10. I didn't hear you say the A10. Yeah, you said you said is a tank is a tank a gun, and I said an A10 is. The A10 is actually a gun. It's, it's literally a gun that flies. And it's a is it flying gun, literally? Yeah, I, 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 I have a tendency of blocking you out of my head, Clover. So I apologize for not hearing you say the eight's in. Yeah, no, that's so fine. sorry. And we have, and we when have talked. Clover wins the internet. We have talked an awful lot of fud tonight. So just saying, we have, we have. That's two weeks in a row, dude. We call we talked uh, three weeks in a row. We talked fud is on three weeks ago. I, Shotguns I, last week. Dude, I'm telling you, you bring Chase in and you get outnumbered. You got a redneck and a hillbilly, and you're there. It is. I mean, I do like all the tactical black gun shit. I'm not gonna lie. That's where my heart's really at. I know that's a lie. I like it all. That's my problem. <laughs> I, I do like too. I, I do need too. Hit, I need to hit the fucking mega million tonight and just expand my collection. Ex- ex- I want to say it's up to like 850 million. Is that? Did I hear that correct? When I bought tickets earlier, it was eight. 10 or some shit or 8 30 i don't know something high yeah it's crazy crazy 800 million yeah take i'll take the lump sum take my taxes i'll still take 450 million dollars appreciate it and thank you florida when i looked earlier can i I get those in 20s please (laughs) why you'll find out i need i need singles because i'm gonna make it rain Can you imagine walking into a club? And it's, oh, they're man, all, take, they're so all take, like hundreds. I would a take sack, a fucking like glad trash bag full of Susan B. Anthony with, dollars. I'm going to make it hail. He <laughs> can hail. People get concussions being knocked out. <laughs> if I if I had that kind of money, it would be it would be just a fun experiment. Take. I don't know. Take what? 40, 50 grand. You know, I mean, if you got 400 million, who cares, right? 40 or 50 grand in singles. That's right? after taxes, by the way. Yeah. In singles, get somebody, hire one of these, like, you know, like they do in Vegas with the little planes. Fly back, fly over the top of your hometown and just have the guy just, just drop. start dropping money out of the plane. Rain down Did like 30 or 40,000. No, I would do I would do bills, but I would do literally like you know forty or fifty grand in singles, right? And mm-hmm. I would be on the ground. I wouldn't be in the plane because I would be on. I would want to witness what people do when like dollar bills literally start to rain from the sky. That would be hilarious. literally are falling from the sky, literally. Yeah. Uh, shit. Hour forty two minutes. Been fun conversation. Uh, real quick, Chase, I do have a question that was asked um, on my latest um, P35 match video from this over this weekend. Um, guys, For if you guys haven't noticed, seen it, uh, I've got the Gerson MC P35 match. The high power of the, of the Gerson uh, video is up, but I did have a question. From a viewer wants to know when do you when do you think these are going to be made public? Are they out officially yet? They're shipping this week, actually. Okay. 
There you go. I'll make sure that I get that answer to him in the comments. Because uh, he was like, I heard these are going to be coming out in July. Can't find one anywhere. Where they did you are. get yours? And I said, I sold my soul. He's got really soft hands. Wow, it got dark. And that says more yeah. about you than it does him. That's okay. what I was going to say. I mean, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. All right, moving on. Uh, so in the next week or two, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, the next couple of weeks, uh, next on the hotline. Uh, my God, I'll start playing some background music. Um, hold on. I bet you I this is turning to like um, love line from like the late nineties quick. Oh yeah. Welcome to Ghost Tacticals Nighttime Chat. All right, fuck that. Well, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, Clover, in your brand tab. I don't know if you've got it or not, but there is like yeah. background music they give you now. Yeah, you muted everybody. I was going to come in and go, I'm his co-host, Leon Phillips. The latest oh, man, Leon Phillips. Most of, I guess when I played it, it mutes everybody. I didn't know that it muted you. That's yeah. the first time I ever pushed that. <laughs> yeah, it did. When you played it, it muted Push me. It harder. Like, well, damn it. <laughs> Good Lord. Randy, be safe out so there. I'm sorry. You'll never be the same, my man. Uh, you'll never ever be the same after listening to this fiasco. But thanks Fair for stopping day. by. Thanks for joining the 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 the, uh, the ghost squad over on the YouTube side. Uh, so the I know the you said the match are being shipped this week or whatever. What about the OPS? Is that coming out in the same yeah, time or what? Shipping same time. Okay. Do you guys call it the OPS? Or is is it, you guys call it the ops? Yeah, I call okay. it the Andy Griffith version. The, the operator. Opie. I don't think I don't think Andy Griffin would have a high Opie's. power with a rail on it. It's it's the Opies, so it's the it's the Andy Griffith version. Oh That's what we need. We need to start calling the Opie. It's it's well, the P three five Opie. Well, since we're talking about them, yeah, there might there might be a there might be a new development on the horizon. Interesting. We you know we're have... still alive, right? Uh, <laughs> all right. We... All right. We may have started taking big distributor orders for them Monday. Just saying, this is this will definitely play into Clover's world. Why don't? So, why do you guys not think of me when y'all start doing shit? Say, well, fuck Clover. We this needs to fit in Ghost World. Uh, there'll be a cooler version of it too down the road. Don't worry. So how we brought the original P-35s that were very true to the original. Are you familiar with the detective model? No. Is it like a shorter barrel type thing? Shorter carry model high power. Okay. So, so yeah. Okay. It's the PI and that is a thing. Like the private investigator? Yeah. Just can't what call it called? detective because yeah. it's trademarked. The PI. I think most people would understand the PI side of that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a P-35, basically detective model. Please, on, for on the, the love of God, phone. if you're going to have a PI, have it in, in, in a Magnum caliber, caliber so you can call it the Magnum PI. I've already trusted you. You guys don't that do that. 
I wanted okay. to like right. I wanted them to stretch the frame somehow and shove a ten mil in that so I could have the Magnum PI. I mean, if you're gonna have, um, you're missing out, man. When the when the name was decided, that that was like the first thing out of my mouth. Has to be. But yeah, but it's here. So the yeah. Anyways, the f- yeah. First of them, I'll I'll have some to show here soon. Shipping wise, I don't have a time frame on them yet, but it's so these are already a thing. They're just not out yet. Oh yeah, we're like full steam ahead with them. But we've just we've kept them quiet. Awesome. Because some other companies might be trying to work on some smaller versions of it as well and i wasn't gonna let them beat me to it so g23 says he's still waiting for the 10 millimeter you'll get a 10 millimeter 1911 a high power is not going to be in 10 millimeter my man yeah or is it just won't accept it i mean trust me i'm trying to work on something to that effect but that's a little more down the road if it's yeah. if it's possible. Yeah, it's gonna now, be a Clover, pretty pretty significant engineering challenge for that. Yeah. yeah. Clover has got several videos on the Gerson 10 oh. millimeter nineteen eleven. Oh. So if you're wanting a Gerson 10 millimeter, go get that nineteen eleven. Clover's got a cool videos. I want to say by those weird ass noises that he's making that he likes it a lot. I know, right? Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. John Moses Browning design and the best caliber ever. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, we've all, the three of us have all shot it, and that is such a that's easy awesome. impulse oh, when you awesome. shoot a 10 mil. There's nothing to it. I mean, everybody, everybody gets this weird, like, oh, 10 millimeter is going to, like, just, it's going to suck. It's not going to shoot real. It, it runs. I love that. That's a pretty one. It's my Springfield Ronin. But yeah. Um, I think 10 millimeter, I love 10 millimeter. Um, I know that the G20 and, and all great platforms, yeah. my favorite guns that I've ever shot in 10 millimeter have been 1911s. Um, I like the 10 millimeter and everything, but yeah, I, I enjoy like, that's why my first 1911 is in 10 millimeter. Like that's when I shoot a 10 millimeter handgun, like the 1911 is, I enjoy shooting a 1911, you know, that's how much I like it is I actually got a 1911. People know that I'm not a huge 1911 guy, but I did get one and it's in 10 millimeter. So that, that explains. Yeah. So, I, 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 I think that the 10 millimeter for me, I think it needs to go 1911 in that Gerson uh, Clover. I know that you're, you're a huge fan of it. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you were saying so, and I was going to let, I cut you off. So, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. That's probably, responded to something in the chat oh uh g23 says i dislike the grip safety in 1911s it wasn't designed to have it blame the army um there are certain things that and that and it still goes on today there are things that let's just take for instance the the sig p320 there are features on the sig p320 that are on that gun in the military that initially was never part of the design. That's part of getting a military contract. 
Are you willing to add something that you don't really want to put on there or never had any idea of putting on there if it's to get a military contract? The dot gov sure, is very pretty, stupid safety conscious. There's things Absolutely. you can there's things you can do for that grip safety. That's all I'm gonna say. But yeah. but you also have to remember there is the Geneva Convention. There are different worldwide documents that also have restrictions on what armies can and can't have in their assault weapons arsenal. So yes. I have never I don't get people that have a that have issues with a grip safety. Like it's one thing like I don't like are you, are you gonna are you gonna limp wrist it and it's not gonna work? You know? I, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like I have never fired a, a, a handgun that's got a grip safety that I'm like, okay oh, shoot this. It's got a grip safety. I, yeah. I've never had a not one single malfunction caused because I didn't engage the grip safety right. Never have but, I had that problem. And I've got multiple handguns with grip safeties. I don't you know if, if, if you're going to grip a gun light enough to not engage a grip safety, then you're probably going to get injured when you pull that trigger regardless, let's just say. Yeah, okay? I, don't, I don't get it. I don't, yeah. I don't get it either. And maybe people just don't like the design. Maybe that's most of it. Well, I mean, I, I get the fact that it's not when you're not using it. That grip safety might not be the most pleasant thing to to look at, but who cares? Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, Chase, back to you real quick, my man. Uh, anything that you want to talk about with EAA going on? Um, I, I mean, if, you, if you want to do any secret announcements, we're all for that, obviously. Um, but no, are you guys going to be at any shows or anything coming up in the next month or two? Yeah, I mean, we're going to be at some of the dealer shows here coming up. So August is real busy for me. So I'll be at all of the big buy group shows in August. Okay. So I'll definitely be real busy. But it's a good time for anybody who has like a local dealer. They want to be like, hey, I really want to see this gun or this gun. Tell them because I'll be in front of all of them here next month. Yep, absolutely. Um, Clove. <clears throat> So this guy, what? It's one, I, want, I, want, I want to give some background to a video that you put out today. We're talking on the phone earlier, and he says, yeah, we're going to take a road trip for the anniversary, but I need a break. I'm fairly certain it was around noon. He was still probably in his pajamas eating a bowl of cereal, and he needed a break from his life. So I'm just kidding. Uh, if you were going to do something, Obviously, you're not going to be doing shit for the next two weeks. You've already announced it. So, right. yeah. Um, yeah. no, he when his, you come back, yeah, go ahead. His, I was saying he had his breakup video today. I saw that. He did. He did. He did. Uh, if, if that camera would have panned down, he'd still be in his pajama pants. Just I was saying. not in pajama pants. Not today. It's like they were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cutoffs. Thank you. Yeah, they were outdoor performance from Wrangler. They were outdoor performance, My Little Pony Pants. No, 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 there's nothing. I mean, I, yeah, a cowboy cut. No, <laughs> absolutely. They're, 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 they
not boot code. Is there any other kind of chaps? That's that's what's funny about when somebody says that. Is, that is funny. There, there's not an ass an ass chap. It's an ass, you know, there's no such thing as ass covering chap. So, you know, it would not be chaps if it, <laughs> yeah, if it had a butt true. in it. They be like, they be pants. You know, be pants exactly. <laughs> uh, we went off yeah. the rails. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, when you get back, do you, do you um, have anything that you you plan on working on, or are you just going to? Not kind of really. I mean, we'll whatever. We'll see. We'll see. Not really. Um, you know, I kind of that's the idea. I want to. We're going to get away for a few days here. What after tomorrow, I guess. Head out, get away for a few days, and then I got some projects here I'm going to work on. I'll, you know, I'll probably post to the community tab and Instagram some stuff and. You know, I'll be, if anybody needs to get me, I mean, I'll be around. It's not like I'm going away, but, uh, you know, it's just a good time right now. Summertime's always tough for, for gun channels, and it's a good time for us to get away and recharge if we need to. Recharge. That, that sounds, a day off would be nice, let's be honest. Yeah, what's that? I haven't had one since April. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go recharge uh, that rainbow. Well, you know, Damn I don't skipping. Know. I'm blessed. What can I say? Motherfucker's whole life is a vacation. He needs a he needs a vacation from his vacation. Yeah, my baby. Yeah, you, you know all life, too well. Whole, you know all whole, too well. My whole, whole life, life ain't been no vacation. <laughs> I talked to him and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just sitting around the kitchen cooking a pile of eggs and." Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, I'm making some pies. I'm like, dude, I I worked 75 hours and you're making pies. Chase, Chase over there, understand. I've got grandbabies as old as yours. So, you know, been there, done that. I'm over like ass deep in ATF paperwork and he's like, yeah, I'm cooking breakfast at, you know, noon. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, that's where I started laughing this morning. He was like, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm eating lunch. Getting ready to go on the road trip for a few days. I need a break. I'm like, a break? Like your whole life's a break, you know? <laughs> like, wow, he needs a break, do you? Let's go take a road trip because my life is stressful every day. I'm just messing with you, buddy. Uh, let's see here. We're just Christmas M40. He, I, I'm jealous. I, hell yeah, I'm jealous. Um. Actually, I'm not. I'm, I'm a workaholic, bro. It sounds crazy. Like, even when I, like, today, I could have left around lunchtime, and I stayed at work. I mean, I could have gone and left and done some stuff, but I'm kind of a work. Well, I didn't, I don't know. I, I, bored fast. I hated, I, I do am. enjoy being in that grind. I, I, the grind is where I succeed. Like, that's where I love, I love, yep. like, the yep. fog. You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. Yeah, I get it. But that's that's part of my issues. I've got like fifteen things in the air at the same time, and it's like, oh my god! And that's, I mean, I like that. And that's when I probably work best. But at some point, you're like, okay, okay. And when I say that I'm I'm taking a break, other than the road trip, it's not a break because I'm going to come back and have to get all these projects finished. Minotauri carry $5 super chat. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you very much. That's my favorite sociopath right there. No, I'm not going to see that lie because that's a joke. That's a joke to whoever's listening out there. He is not a sociopath. Um, my favorite coasty. How about that? And the ATF just shot his dog. <laughs> Jeez. Good job. 
Wow. You would know you were with them for two days. Always terminating Fido. <laughs> the ATF ain't listened to this for two hours. If they have, uh, we got uh, well, I wasn't listening. I out. wasn't listening for two hours, and I'm hosting this fiasco. <laughs> they started out in about well, I don't know, two minutes in was like, we're gone. Yeah. The FBI is like, this is worse than that guy slapping mayo for two hours. I just can't do it. Yeah, can't do it. The fact that we still have people watching after two hours is beyond me. But um, for all you fuckers out there that are still live, thank you. For everyone out there is watching this and still making it two hours into this in, in replay or in podcast form, all I can say, that's two hours. You will never, ever get back. Thank you so much for watching. Clove, be safe out there, bro. Uh, we'll, we'll see you when you get home and all of that. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. Simplify.